I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Great to have you here for the COB, the Close of Business podcast with me, Nadine. I'm here with Scuddy. Scuddy, uh, how's the day for you? Good. Always love hump day. It's the uh, sliding down to the weekend already. Yeah, okay. That's one way to look at hump day. I like the positivity. Uh, not any positivity to be seen for equities here in Australia today. The S&P ASX 200 off by uh, 1.3%. The Chi X 200 uh, pacing that as well. Yeah, up one day, down the next. Uh, so... Yeah, really, uh, really strange price action. But uh, there's a few things going under the hood, which probably explains it. But uh, certainly uh, those uh, companies that have a lot of offshore earnings definitely getting uh, touched up a little bit today. Yeah, CSL, I think, comes to mind. It was down by three and a quarter percent. The BHP, Rio, Fortescue. It was the gold plays. Well, energy, yes. Um, but gold plays that really got a look in today. Newcrest was up by one percent. So as a sector, gold looking pretty good. What does that speak to? Is that just, you know, obviously we saw gold prices lifting through the overnight period as well. Is that, again, risk inversion? Is it fears of inflation? Uh, what do you put it down to? Hmm, what do I put it down to? There's a lot of factors that are beneath the, uh, the surface there with that. But uh, gold is getting definitely a benefit from all the money printing that's going on. But a massive factor overnight was the US dollar, which fell to fresh five months low. So, uh, that was definitely a catalyst that went helps not only the gold price but silver. I'm not sure anyone out there who was like, watching the silver yeah, price. I was parabolic move today, and uh, just that was a fresh move after what we saw yesterday. So uh, some really big moves in those precious metal spaces. A lot of it occurring with uh, with the US dollar being very very weak. Um, just uh, on that silver dollar story, silver dollar silver story. Uh, we spoke with Fat Profit CEO Angus Geddes, and you can access that. That interview um, via the show notes, so he's really positive on precious metals and resources in general. Very bearish on the US dollar, so you guys had a lot to talk about today, Scuddy. Yeah, I'm uh, not, not so much bearish on the US dollar, there's lots of bears out there at the moment, but certainly it's a pivotal few days ahead. Now, when you think back to what we're seeing over the past couple of days, so we saw the JobKeeper and JobSeeker extension here in Australia, Aussie dollar rally, ASX rally. We saw the Euro uh, EU get together and uh, get their $750 billion uh, Euro stimulus package uh, passed. That was good news. The Euro rally, the US dollar was really, really soft in response. Now, we're watching negotiations going on at the moment uh, between the Democrats and Republicans in the United States. And given where the US dollar index is sitting in, key technical level, it's just sitting above at the moment. And this, uh, this kind of thing we're seeing with markets rewarding increased fiscal stimulus, it could actually be a really pivotal couple of uh, no, few days ahead. If we don't get a big package or we don't get a package at all, my goodness, the US dollar could be, uh, could be through that support level. And that opens up all kinds of implications when it comes to not only uh, where to go and invest asset classes, but also globally uh, where you want to invest. EM comes to mind straight off the bat. I just can't imagine that there won't be some further stimulus coming through for the US. But of course, only time will tell. Um, we had retail sales data here at 11.30 today. 
it was fairly positive overall. We spoke with David Plank from ANZ afterwards and it was, you know, beat by his estimation, some positive news, but we didn't really see any reaction in the discretionary retailers, certainly not in uh, those consumer staples with Woolworths down by about 2%. I thought that was pretty interesting, but then again, you know, I think a lot of the good news when it comes to retail sales perhaps is baked into some of these names. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I've been banging on it for a while that I think a lot of this, uh, this stimulus we're seeing thrown into the economy, including early access to superannuation, is definitely helping to juice spending. But markets are forward-looking. I think you're looking to what's going to happen in the, the second half of FY21. Uh, are we going to see the same level of uh, no, uh, flow through the, uh, the system when it comes to income? Probably not. And um, probably a bit of profit taking as well as we head closer to earnings season, of course, here in Australia. Uh, let's get to the stock of the day, shall we? Because, uh, yeah, different sort of scenario here. We've actually got two stocks of the day. Um, this are the, these are the companies that we discussed on the call today with our experts, Mark Moreland from Team Invest, Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. I began by asking Mark Moreland about a company called Nine Spokes International, Nine SP. And we talked about it because it had one of those parabolic share rises yesterday uh, off uh, an announcement that name dropped Visa. And I just wanted to get his thoughts on the company overall. Here's what he had to say. This, this is a four year history company that's burning money. But the issue is not that. Their sales also went down. So in the last year, uh, sales growth dropped. So one of, these, uh, one of the uh, attributes that tech companies typically have at the moment that aren't making money is they have to have very strong growth where everyone goes, ah, it's going to be good and we'll make money eventually you know, mm-hmm. down the road. These guys actually dropped last year, which is a really bad sign on sales. The, the price is bumped on the story of the Visa relationship because Visa is a big global brand. But they've got three steps. You've got the banks, then you've got the, the uh, small businesses who all have to, have to sign up, and then they have to buy stuff yeah. before these guys can make a cent. And I think the reality is the chances of these guys actually prospering are remote. That was Mark Moreland there from Team Invest on nine spokes and that is nine sp is the ticker code it was down i should say by close to 14 percent today and i also uh given we had an update coming from baby bunting and given we had that retail sales data i thought it would be interesting to talk baby bunting bbn is the ticker code and i started out by asking henry jennings from marcus today what he thought of it now this is one of those rare retailers and there's a few of them around that really are, as you say, the category killers. They are the best of their breed, uh, if you pardon the pun, with baby bunting. And it really has seen off its competition. These, these results are continuing to show the strength. The stock price has responded accordingly. I think uh, baby bunting is certainly one for the growth followers in the market, and it does show uh, good signs, good management, very little competition, relatively easy, I would imagine, to, uh, to digitize and move it online for new mums. And of course, it's, um, you know, it, it's never gonna go out of fashion in some respects. So every time you have a child, you always want the best for that child and you try and buy the best you can afford. So I suspect uh, this one is uh, gonna continue to be uh, in the growth uh, profile. It's off from $1.51 low, which would have been the March low, I'm assuming. Um, and before that, it was about $4 and it's back to three fifteen. So it's had a big run up. And there's a consequence of that is if they, if they just continue earning having the same uh, EPS growth rate that they've had for the last few years, then you're going to get about a 10% return, um, which is not bad. On a margin of safety, we wouldn't want to pay more than $2.58. So it's about 50 cents, 60 cents below where it is uh, now. It's just run too far ahead. Mm-hmm. 
So that was Baby Bunting, which had a great day. BBN is a ticker code up by 10%, and that was Mark Moreland finishing the thoughts on that one there. We also discussed on the call today an Aussie small cap, a medtech company, and Terrace Technologies. AVR is a ticker code there. You can listen to that interview via the show notes. And uh, I'll continue on with these name drops, but we spoke with Jinja CEO Eric Wilson today. So they are launching a brand called Dabble. So it's a platform that will allow Australian retail investors to access U.S. equities. Ding, ding, ding. Now, we talked to him this afternoon. He said, look, it's not really what they're trying to do. They're not trying to capitalize on the rise in these lockdown day traders, these so-called new investors or Robin Hood traders. But um, if you'd like to listen to the reasoning behind that, you can do so via the show notes as well. Scuddy, we've got a big day ahead. What's that acronym I refuse to say again? The Jeffu. The Jeffu is out tomorrow. What a, what a day. So no, Jeffu Jeff being the July Economic, Economic Fiscal, Fiscal update. update. Just don't call it a budget update. It's a David Plank true. from ANZ. Um, so yeah, that's going to really dictate morning. We'll have lots of analysis on the channel. So it'll be full of forecasts. Um, David Plank aside, you know, there are those out there that think that there may be some sort of other policy announcement that comes along with this. Uh, what do you think? Yes, we know we're going to see lots of big numbers, lots of probably terrible numbers. Uh, I was listening to the Josh Frydenberg talk earlier this morning, uh, and certainly he was flagging that there's going to be some pretty unprecedented numbers. But uh, we've got the Commonwealth Bank who thinks it might be an opportunity for the government to surprise, and I reckon there's a fairly strong possibility that uh, they might actually go and bring forward the next phase of income tax cuts. So we will see. Certainly, they've cleared the airways mm -hmm. uh, with the announcement about JobKeeper and JobSeeker yesterday. So all eyes on the Treasurer come 11 o'clock. Yeah, and we will be carrying that live on Ausbiz. Before that, we'll be speaking with Josh Clark. He is a portfolio manager at QVG Capital, one of Australia's top PMs. So he's giving us his take on where to put cash right now. Looking forward to that. We will have, as I mentioned, analysis throughout the afternoon. First off with Joan Masters in the wake of that uh, JFU. Did I say it right? Jeffrey. Yeah. Je okay, Jeffrey. all right, all right. Um, that, that announcement coming from the Treasurer. A uh, little bit later on, we'll be speaking with Yossi Carrot. He is the CEO of Nano Robotics. So imagine tiny robots in your body working to remove damaged or cancerous cells. We'll find out uh, if you can make any money for it. I hate putting things so bluntly, but hey, that's what we like asking. And then, Scotty, we'll wrap it up with Fraser McLeod, who is from Sean Partners, and he'll wrap the day. And also, he's going to be talking iron ore. So it looks like our day's all set. It looks like it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm talking about economics and iron ore. Jeez, my day's going to be <laughs> all, all, all my dreams. Well, you'll be once. able to sleep tonight, Scotty. <laughs> all right, we'll see you tomorrow morning.